what is narcissistic personality disorder? What actually makes it up? What do you actually see inside of a person that's narcissist? Maybe you're at the point where you're wondering, am I dealing with a narcissist? And so we're going to talk through some of the diagnostic criteria of what it actually looks like to have someone in your life that is narcissistic or that is a narcissist. Now, just so you know, we're not diagnosing people here. We're not saying, hey, this person is, but we're saying if this person walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, swims like a duck, might be a duck. You know, at the end of the day, like we're only going off of behaviors, of how people are acting, of how people are responding, of what is being demonstrated versus just the lies that they're telling you on a day-to-day basis. So you may ask, how do I know so much about this? I know about this because I am a narcissist. And all of these nine characteristics that we're going to walk through really quick, I've exemplified. I've had in my life and I've done over and over and over again in multiple relationships, hurting multiple people, destroying relationships, having a lot of different things fall apart in my life because I was more consumed with myself and the mask and everything else except actually the truth of the situation. So I'm on this platform as raw motivations to be able to provide hope for people that you can heal from narcissistic abuse. And you can start to understand what it looks like so you don't go back and so that you break free of that trauma bond and continue to move forward with who you are called and who you're meant to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So diving in really quick, let's look at it. So there's nine different diagnostic criteria, okay? Nine different ones that the DSM def- DSM-5 defines, and it's what psychologists, therapists use to be able to diagnose a person of if they have NPD or not, okay? So let's dive into them. First one, has a grandiose sense of self-importance. The example is exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without the goes achievements. Okay, so a narcissist oftentimes is looking at this idea of like, I'm so important, I'm so amazing, and like putting that on like a pedestal of like, you have to be able to love me, you have to be able to serve me because of how great I am. Now, a lot of times this would be very much accentuated in like my job environment. Like I was the best person ever. I knew how to do stuff faster. I could do a better job at it. I could convince everybody else that I was doing better at it. I'd fix everybody else's problems. Like I would always show up in this way saying, see, I am this great. Now, it didn't matter if I knew how to do it or it didn't matter if I got someone else to do it for me and it didn't matter if I didn't know what I was doing, but I made myself look good. All it was is I was like, yep, I'm that amazing. And so I thought I was number one, no matter what. Number two, when we talk about the diagnostic criteria is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. A lot of times you'll see a narcissist that loves to be in control of other people, loves to dominate another person. And so you'll have this kind of like power control. You get in the relationship and they're always trying to one-up you. They're always trying to push you down just a little bit to make themselves feel better. For me, a big aspect was this kind of, this piece of looking for ideal love. Like I'm looking for the one person that's gonna get me, the one person that's gonna be the right person, the one person that I'm gonna be able to connect with, be able to open up to all these different things because I was trying to fit my, my version of love around this certain image. Like this is what I want. This is who's gonna get me. My wife isn't gonna get me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to someone else. Like she doesn't understand. She doesn't care. I'm the victim. So I go to someone else. Always kind of going through this idea of like, no, there has to be something out there. When I didn't find it, then I go to someone else. Okay. So that's how it kind of came out in my life. Number three, 
believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood or should associate with other special or high status people or even like institutions. Sometimes this comes with like a chip on the shoulder of like, everybody's just really dumb. Like people don't actually understand like what's going on. People don't understand how amazing I actually am. And so sometimes I'll be like, there's no point in me even explaining it to you. Like you're not gonna get it. Like let me explain it to someone else who actually is gonna get it. Let me explain it to someone else who actually has the IQ to be able to handle what I'm gonna communicate to you. Like a lot of times this kind of like snob nose, like looking down on other people was very much associated with this. Did you ever, did you have a narcissist in your life that was like, yeah, they thought they were like the best thing since life spread. Like absolutely the most special person on the planet. The world revolved around them. Like a lot of times you'll see that because you're interacting with someone who thinks no one else really gets me. Like I'm pretty amazing. It's hard to find other amazing people out there to actually communicate with. And so a lot of times they don't, or a lot of times they'll put everybody else down saying, these people are pretty awful. I'm pretty amazing. Okay. Going back to the grandiose sense of self-importance. All right. Number four requires excessive admiration. Now this could look like constant texting. This could look like constant communication. This could look like you have to be placating to their needs, their desires, their demands over and over and over again. When we're talking about this thing of admiration, there's also a piece of it that narcissist wants you to adore them. Narcissist wants you to put them up on a pedestal. Like a narcissist wants you to serve them. So you think of it this way, like if the narcissist is like the king of the universe, like they want you to bow down and worship them. Really, like that's like a piece of it. Then a piece of it that like when this person pays this attention to me, I feel better about myself because I don't really feel good about myself. I have to have someone else feel good about me. So I feel good about me. All this stuff kind of like going all different directions, but not really getting to the root of the problem, which is narcissist's own insecurity, guilt, shame, responsibility, accountability that they're running from over and over and over again. So I would always want to run from it, but I always wanted attention, but I didn't want your pity. I just wanted attention. Okay. So there's a lot of different pieces there. You have to remember that a lot of times a narcissist will want attention and they'll get that just by getting a reaction out of you. And so you think, well, why told him? Well, the problem is you told him and he used that. Like he's still fed off of that. Okay, but that's, that's number four. It requires excessive admiration. Number five, has a sense of entitlement. And so the example is unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. Okay, a lot of times we're talking about this aspect, some of manipulation, but some of just this idea of like, I control you. Like I'm the one in charge. Like, why would I not get something from you? Okay. You're going to see this a lot of times in marriages where the man thinks, Hey, because I'm married to you, that means I have control over your body. Then you have toxic Christianity that comes in and is like, Oh, like the man's in charge of your body. You're in charge of his body. All this kind of like messed up stuff that makes it coercion and makes it rape in the bed because the narcissist is like, well, I just want this from you. So I'm going to get it no matter what. Okay, a lot of times a narcissist will feel like they are entitled to you. They are entitled to what they want. They are entitled to every single thing about you. They're entitled to know where you are, what you're doing, like who you're talking to, who you're texting, why it took you five minutes longer to be able to get home or why you spent $3 more at the store. Every single piece of like, I'm entitled. And this unreasonable expectation piece is like, hey, you need to give me what I need to get and you need to do it now quick, fast, as much as I want, whatever it might be. And this could apply to anything. Okay. Oftentimes when we're talking about uh, marriages and things like that, a lot of it's sex. Okay. Like that's like, I want what I want when I want. That's that sense of entitlement. Then you got number eight, interpersonally exploitative. Okay. So takes advantage of others to achieve his or own ends. This is the piece where you see the emotional manipulation. 
You see the manipulation of your perspective, gaslighting of like your perception of what's going on in the present or in the future with love bombing, future faking, all these different things kind of take place underneath this umbrella being like, what can I do to get from this person what I want to achieve? Like, what do I want out of this? Like, how do I feel better when I control this person? Whatever it might be. There's multiple different levels, multiple different ideas, but it's like, let me do whatever I want to do to get what I want out of this. All right. And then we have number seven, which is lacks empathy. And then it also says is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. When we're talking about this piece of empathy, you need to understand a lot of narcissists have a degree of empathy, at least cognitive empathy. They had to have that to be able to get with you. They had to have that to be able to connect with you on some level, to be able to know and understand this is what's going on. This is how I need to respond in order to get that person. There's also a piece of the empathy that a narcissist doesn't want to actually show you empathy because of what it reveals about themselves either weakness or that they did something wrong. Again, running away from guilt, shame, accountability, responsibility, all those things to be able to avoid that so they feel better about themselves. That's how I would show up of like, I didn't want to give you empathy because then that meant that I was the one that caused your pain, okay? Then you have uh, number eight, is often envious of others and believes that others are envious of him or her. Okay, so when we're talking about this, this concept of like, I really want what you want. Like, I really want what you have. Like, I really want to be this person. I want, really want this status, really want this money, really want this car, whatever it might be. Like, I'm envious of that. Like, I want that, okay? Then there's also the other aspect. And with the other aspect, it goes more along the lines of like, not necessarily what you want, but presuming that you want what I have, okay? So oftentimes this is with looks, with money, uh, with, with women, like whatever it might be of like, yeah, look what I got. You don't have this. So like, I know you're envious of me. Okay, so for instance, like be walking down the street and you see somebody walk by and I look and I'm like, oh, yeah, they want me. Like that's how skewed up it is. When in reality, the person walking down the street doesn't give two craps about me, okay? But my, my mind is going to be like, yep, that person wants me. That person sees how awesome I am. That person, and it's like pumping up my ego just for having people walk by. Okay, this is the concept that's actually happening there when we're talking about the narcissist and how they're actually envious of other people or they just think everybody's envious of them pumping up the ego to any degree, okay? Then number nine, chose arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. You're like, well, that one was easy. Yeah, exactly. That's a really easy one to be able to see a lot of times because you normally see it in like the arrogant asshole that only talks about himself or you see it in different aspects of the relationship where your feelings don't matter. You're not able to engage. You're not able to communicate and talk to different levels, okay? At the end of the day, out of these nine characteristics, a person needs to have at least five to be considered to be able to be diagnosed, Okay, and oftentimes you don't see a narcissist go in to get diagnosed by this criteria because they don't want to look bad. They already think they know everything. They don't really believe in counseling or therapy or anything like that. So why would I even go to that? A lot of times you'll see different things happen like this. If you're in a relationship today and you're like, this is exactly what I'm dealing with or I resonate so much, he has all of those, leave a comment down below. You'd be like, hey, this person has five out of the nine. This person has six. This person has nine out of the nine. And then go to escapetoxicity.com. You can click the link below. You can click the link in any of the bios. Escapetoxicity.com to start getting free from toxicity from the abuse, from the narcissist, from the person in your life that has hurt you, that's damaged you, that has abused you, that has left you at a place where you're no longer pursuing your dreams, your hopes, or your vision. And there's a lot of other things that are stuck on top that we don't have time to get into, but the trauma bond, the cognitive distance, the intermittent reinforcement that is keeping you trapped in a relationship that you really don't want to be in. But it feels like you love this person because you keep going back over and over. Escapetoxicity.com, start the seven day challenge today to be able to break you free.